Welcome to Pulse of the Caribbean Caribbean News Roundup. Here's a look at some of our Caribbean headlines for today. Tropical Storm Ida likely to become major hurricane. Grenadian cargo vessels sank after departing Trinidad. U.S. Virgin Islands Lime Tree Bay shutdown process continues. Puerto Rico Senate approves minimum wage hike bill. And Barbados considered one of the top 10 most indebted countries. These and other stories on today's Pulse of the Caribbean Caribbean News Roundup. For Friday, August 27th, we start our report today with a look at tropical storm conditions in the Caribbean. The United States National Hurricane Center said on Thursday that Tropical Storm Ida in the Caribbean Sea was likely to become a major hurricane and reach the United States on Sunday. In the latest advisory, the center said an Air Force Reserve Hurricane Hunter plane determined that Ida had formed and was about 100 miles west-southwest of Jamaica moving northwest at 14 miles per hour. The storm had maximum sustained winds of about 40 miles per hour. Forecasters said they expected it to strengthen into a hurricane as it moves west of Cuba and into the southern Gulf of Mexico. Forecasters said the track was still coming into focus and could shift in the next several days. They urged concerned citizens in the potential path to continue to watch the storm's movement. A tropical wave is also located about midway between Cabo Verde Islands and the Lesser Antilles. It continues producing a large area of disorganized showers and thunderstorms. Gradual development of the system is expected, and a tropical depression is likely to form within the next couple of days before it moves into an environment of stronger upper-level winds and slightly cooler waters. The disturbance is forecast to move west-northwestward for another day or so and then turn northward over the weekend. Formation chances through 48 hours is high at 70%. Grenada now reports that police in Grenada confirmed that a vessel based in Caracou that works between Grenada and Trinidad sank shortly after departing Port of Spain in the early hours of Thursday, August 26. According to the police, the Marine vessel Rianne F. captained by Stan Collier and the eight-member crew were rescued by the Trinidad Coast Guard after it ran into difficulties. Grenada's Coast Guard and Port Authority were officially informed, but they were unable to share details about the cause of the sink and the rescue operations. The vessel is known for moving goods between the islands and was on its way to the port in Grenville, Grenada. According to the Virgin Islands Consortium, the Lime Tree Bay Refinery on St. Croix, Virgin Islands, will use a U.S. Environmental Protection Agency-approved procedure this weekend to begin the process of purging remaining oil and gas from the refinery. The action is part of Lime Tree Bay Refinery's shutdown process as it idles refining units for an extended shutdown and layoff of remaining employees on September 19th. The company said that the purging oil and gas Gases from the refinery includes resume operations of the flare stack. As a result, a small flare and occasional plume of steam will be visible at the flare tip. Lime Tree assured the St. Croix Virgin Islands community that the flare stack has been fully repaired following the May 12, 2021 incident at the refinery. The repairs were inspected and validated by independent experts, and the flare was tested under a U.S. EPA 
approved procedure, the company said. Lime Tree Bay said it does not anticipate any odors or other impacts to the community from the activity at the refinery on St. Croix. The Weekly Journal report states that the Senate of Puerto Rico approved a bill that will increase the island's hourly minimum wages. Senators approved the report on House Bill 338, which will raise the minimum wage of $8.50 an hour starting January 1, 2022. Currently, the minimum wage in Puerto Rico is $7.25 an hour. The bill proposes another staggered increase to $9.50 by July 2023 and a third raise to $10.50 by July 1, 2024. However, the latter must be assessed by the Minimum Salary Evaluating Committee. The bill declares the public policy of the government of Puerto Rico to increase the minimum wage for Puerto Rican workers in such a way that none live below the poverty level. According to a report in Barbados Today, Barbados is considered one of the top 10 most indebted countries in the world as a percentage of gross domestic product. Up to the end of June this year, the country's debt stock stood at just over $13 billion, or 150.3% of GDP, even as economic activity was estimated to have grown 5.5%. This is close behind the $14.8 billion debt the country recorded for the entire 2017 year and over $15 billion in 2018 when the economy grew by 0.6% and 0.1% respectively. Canadian-based senior economist Carlos Forte believes the rise in debt over the past year was somewhat expected given the dramatic economic decline brought on by the coronavirus pandemic pandemic in 2020, resulting in government spending more money. Economic activity declined by a whopping 19.8% in 2020. The debt measured as a percentage of GDP would also go up simply because the economic base, the GDP, shrank. So that also contributed to pushing up the debt as measures as a percentage of GDP, Forte explained. The government was forced to borrow about $1.2 billion during the financial year 2020-2021, most of which about 90% was foreign debt in the form of policy-based loans from international financial institutions. Barbados' debt-to-GDP ratio trails countries such as Japan, Sudan, Greece, Lebanon, Venezuela, Italy, and Suriname. Forte said the amount accumulated in debt by Barbados in the last year alone was staggering, but recall that a lot of the concessionary loans were more than what was needed so as to help shore up the foreign reserves. By September, Governor General Dam Sandra Mason announced that the initial debt target would be put on pause until 2022. The original plan was to achieve a debt-to-GDP ratio of 80% by the financial year 2027-2028 and 60% by the financial year 2033-2034. Government has since set a new target timeline of the financial year 2035-2036 to achieving debt sustainability and a debt-to-GDP ratio of 60%. 
BVINews.com reports the British Virgin Islands Governor John Rankin has defended his predecessor's move to have the Deputy Governor chair cabinet in his absence amid complaints from the government. Section 49 of the Virgin Islands Constitution, Order 2007, says the governor shall preside over cabinet proceedings, but in the absence of the governor, there shall preside at any meeting of the cabinet the premier or in his or her absence the deputy premier. The government has contended that former Governor Augustus Jasper was disrespectful to never have allowed Premier Andrew Foy to head cabinet when he, Jasper, was not president. Responding to those complaints in a letter to Commission of Inquiry dated July 15, Rankin pointed to another key part of the Constitution, Section 38.2. It says the governor acting in his or her discretion may, by writing under his or her hand, authorize the deputy governor to exercise for and on behalf of the governor any or all functions of the office of the governor subject to such exceptions and conditions as the governor may from time to time so specify. The Transcultura program integrating Cuba, the Caribbean, and the European Union through culture and creative launches this first call for applications in the framework of its regional scholarship scheme. Candidates will have the opportunity to enroll in short capacity building courses on cultural heritage and creative industries offered by the Transcultura Regional Cultural Training Hub. This call for application round one offers free access to 10 online workshops conducted by world-renowned International Film and Television School of San Antonio de los Baños for young Caribbeans within the film industry, enabling them to develop a distinctly personal and innovative film project. This call is the first of several that will be launched throughout the Transcultura program for different fields within the cultural and creative industries. Big Band Transmedia Narratives, Creative Visual Storytelling, Distribution Workshop, Find a Market for Your Film, Production Workshop, Develop Your Own Film, Story Lab, Cinematic Story Development, Think on Your Feet, Things I Have Learned While Filming Award-Winning Documentaries, Writing and Production of Low-Budget Films, Learning by Doing, and Script Writing for Creative Women. The training given by outstanding filmmakers from the European Union, Latin America, America and the Caribbean are designed to strengthen the skills and capacities of young artists and cultural professionals in the Caribbean. These training opportunities are designed in both face-to-face -face and online formats, primarily in physical centers in Havana, but also throughout partner institutions like the University of the West Indies and its online campus. Transculture is a four-year program funded by the European Union and implemented by the UNESCO Regional Office for Culture in Latin America and the Caribbean. Grenada Health Minister Nicholas Steele says he is prepared to suffer the financial consequences after he was photographed recently in the company of American actor Steven Seagal not wearing a mask. Steele told reporters that he is aware that the photograph may send a different message to the population whom health officials, including himself, here have urged persons to wear the mask and adhere to other protocols such as social distancing. 
distancing. It has been 15 months that we have all been dealing with this COVID-19, and yes, I dropped my guard. I wasn't wearing my mask, therefore, I will pay the consequences, Steele said. And finally, President of the Caribbean Development Bank, Dr. Hyginus Leon, spoke today at a forum organized by St. Lucia's Sir Arthur Lewis Community College during an official visit to his homeland of St. Lucia. Future Leaders Youth Forum, a conversation with Dr. Hyginus Leon, was a one-hour roundtable discussion hosted by the college on Friday. A panel of alumni of the Sir Arthur Lewis Community College engaged on key topics, emerging priority areas of global and regional significance, with the second St. Lucian to head the Caribbean Development Bank after founding president Sir Arthur Lewis. The event was streamed live via the college and Caribbean Development Bank's online platforms with a live audience of students, staff, and alumni participating via Zoom meetings. This has been your Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Friday, August 27th. I'm Keisha Wallace. For more Caribbean news stories and information, visit us online at pulseofthecaribbean.com.